The main aim of the book is to show how women's history can inform broader history and how women's history and particularly in this case the national narrative in Ireland are intimately linked and really can't be separated. One of the things that really struck me about these women was how they could give as much attention and time to what we might consider to be very small issues as well as to huge issues. So for example, some of the women that I looked at were involved in something that seemed so unglamorous but was so, so important, which was trying to make sure that there were adequate, adequate loos for women in Dublin. And that sounds like a small thing, but they understood that, that in order to open the public sphere to women, they had to make it work for them. And they did all sorts of unofficial things, setting up unofficial maps where women could go to usually to suffrage houses and suffrage shops and that sort of thing. So I was really struck by this about how small changes and balancing what we might consider to be small things can actually lead to huge, uh, huge changes. And I think that's actually quite encouraging these days. You know, some people do feel, and I'm included in that, sometimes quite discouraged about the way that politics and um, the, the, the continuing inequality between men and women are going in this country. But looking back on these women, I can see that uh, things did change and um, as I say what might seem quite unglamorous shifts and unglamorous campaigns actually made a huge difference to women's lives. Mostly in, in the immediate aftermath of some of these events most of the narration, public narration was done by other people on their behalf. So some of the stories that were written about women turned up in periodicals, often quite religious periodicals for example, which, um, which were then perpetuated in other, in other forms. A lot of the autobiographical writing was lost for quite a while. And then, I mean, not literally lost, but stayed in, you know, dust, on dusty shelves and things until it was rediscovered later on in the century. Um, so it was there, but it wasn't being looked at very often. It wasn't seen as very important. Ireland is often described, um, or Ireland's revolution is often, often described as the most heavily chronicled, most um, well-documented, and it probably is. And it's partly because a lot of the people that were involved, including my women, were themselves really prolific writers of various kinds. But the state also stepped in and did a lot of remembering through setting up commissions and, and um, co uh, programs that collected information. And obviously some of that state-sponsored collecting is, is very problematic. But it nonetheless means that we do have all sorts of recollections there. Um, and you know, any number of, any number of um, new collections and bits and pieces are still emerging now, which is fabulous. That's one of the most exciting things. Things are still emerging as people recognise that something they might have thought wasn't important actually is. Somebody's diary or a collection of letters, collection of grandmother's um, letters perhaps in a loft. This, this is the sort of thing that still turns up. So it's, it's very exciting from that perspective.